Okay. Um, and I just love the Holy Ghost. I just love the Holy Ghost. Man, he can interrupt me anytime he wants to interrupt me. Amen. Praise God. I just love the Holy Ghost and what he's doing. What, man, if we'll just listen to him, follow him, flow with him, man, we're going to see life. We're going to see health. We're going to see prosperity. We're going to see salvation. We're going to see increase. We're going to see all kinds of business ideas, ministry ideas, birth. Just follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're people of the Holy Ghost. People. We need to listen, learn to listen. There's divine appointments out there. Listen, it's not just, it's not only what, I mean, hey, what we're doing in a, in a corporate way going out in a structured way is awesome. But let me tell you something, that's only going to just, that's only going, that's a springboard into divine appointments in your individual lives. All that is is training for those, for those supernatural divine appointments. He opens for you at work and, and you know at the gym, wherever you where, where, out, out at Walmart, wherever you at. There's divine appointments. Divine appointments waiting, just waiting for you to listen to the Holy Ghost. Amen. I mean, see, we're just we're we're training and, and what's happening, that's great, but that's not where it stops, that's just where it starts. Amen. That's just where it starts, man. It doesn't stop there. Isn't that true? Man, we got man. There are people all over. There, there are a few heathens left at your your job. That's why God's got you there. He didn't want you praying, you know, that He'll get you out of there. He got you in there. Yeah, He got you in there to bless you financially, but it's more than that. Now He He see, it's like man, He's got a Holy Ghost plan that He planted you in a place. Now you brought light to that place. So let's be light. Take the bushel off of our light and be light. Amen. And, and expect divine appointments and divine connections. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he what? God so loved the world that he, that he what? Okay, and when we're born again, what did, what did we receive? You, well, you receive forgiveness of sins, everlasting, everlasting life, your name written in heaven, all this, but you got his nature. And his nature is a giver. That's who you are. You're a giver. Say, I'm a giver. And when you're born again, you got his nature. And we're to partake of that divine nature. There's some people that are born again that don't partake of it. But look, guys, you by nature now are a giver. Say, say I'm, I'm a giver. I'm not a taker. Uh, 1 John 4, 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So God so loved us that he gave, and if we're going to love like God, and we have his nature, David, then giving's, giving's a way of life for us. To get it's a way of life for us. I want to talk to you just a little bit tonight about, about this subject, just giving the key to kingdom living. Giving the key to kingdom living. See, what we just experienced in prayer and what the Holy Ghost shared with us is, is exactly what's happened. We've been giving, giving, giving to, uh, to reach other souls and God's going to give back. 
It's the way He works. We sow and then, and then we, in, in obedience and then we reap. Amen? It's, and that's the way God did. God sowed His Son and He reaped sons. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, look at John 6.38 and I, and I want to show you something here. Um, you, you may have seen it, but I want to show this this scripture that we we read a lot, uh, we hear a lot when it, when it comes to messages about giving. But let's let's read uh, John six thirty eight. I mean John, Luke six thirty eight. I'm sorry, Luke's. Did I say John? Yeah. All right. Forgive me. Luke six thirty eight. All right. Luke six thirty eight says, uh, "Give and it'll be given to you." Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, uh, will be put into your bosom, or man will give to your bosom. For with the same measure that you use or meet, it'll be measured back to you again. And we could quote that, man. I mean, we could say that. We could. I mean, we've heard it, you know, over and over again. But have you ever read that verse in context? I said, have you ever ever read it in context? Well, you know what I mean by that? You know, it, well, a verse, instead of just quoting, pulling a verse out, and yeah, that principle is true, but have you ever read it in the context of what it's read, it written? You want to go back and you want to read uh, the context uh, of something because, because uh, Jesus didn't start teaching there in verse 38. You, you, you back, back up and, and look, it, start, it started actually in verse 20. And verse 20 through 26 has to do with our attitudes in response to persecution, gossip, and slander. And our attitudes in response to that affect our hearts in their capacity to give. See, he said, give and it'll be given back to you. How many of you want the good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over? We want that, right? But now look, you've got to go back in context. He's telling you here, I mean, just let's read, um, let, let's read some of this. Uh, verse 20, then he lifted up his eyes toward the disciples and said, blessed are you poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you hunger now for you'll be filled. Blessed are you weep now. And then let, go down to, uh, well, verse 22. Blessed are you when men hate you now, how am I blessed when men hate me? And when they exclude you. We talked a little bit about that this morning. When you get excluded. When they revile you and cast your name as, out as evil, then for the Son of Man's sake, uh, weep and, so, and be sorrowful in that day. Is that what it says? Get depressed. Call your neighbors and talk about woe is me. Is that what he said? What did he say? Rejoice in that day and leap for joy for indeed your reward is great in heaven for in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. And I mean, so the context here, the first set of the passage in the context is when men revile you, you know, exclude you from their company, uh, speak evil about you, okay? And, and he's telling you in verse 38 to give, but let me tell you something. If you don't do, if, if, you, if you don't yield yourself 
to verse 23. When, when you're reviled against, when you're, when you're excluded, when they don't invite you to their party, you know, when they cast you out and all kinds of other things, uh, if you don't yield to, you know, rejoicing and jump, leap with joy, exceeding great joy in your heart, you're not, when you get to, when you get to verse 38, you're gonna, there's going to be a constriction in your heart. Are you listening to me? See, because your, your focus is going to be on what they said about you, you know, how they excluded you, and, and you, 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 what happens is you end up yielding to smallness of soul. Are you listening to me? And look, I know, I know what I'm talking about. When we went through, I mean, I've, I've had a few war wounds in my ministry. And we went through an involuntary church plant years ago. And in fact, Pastor and, Pastor and Joy were really our salvation. We probably wouldn't have made it if it wouldn't have been for them. And we've told you the story before, but it's just that, you know, you, I mean, we had people actually writing letters about us and sending it to not only all the congregation, but sending it throughout the city, writing letters about us. You know, I mean, and, and I'm, you're, you're sitting there, you know, and you got the letter. In fact, one of these guys came up to my house and handed the letter to my wife. Handed one to me and handed it to her as if she wouldn't read it and as if she didn't know about me. Anyway, but you know what happens after a while, you get accused, people exclude you, they reject you, they, they, they speak evil about you, and after a while, you start defending yourself to yourself. You know what I mean? Instead of rejoicing, you're, you start defending yourself to yourself. And I was here in a, in a service at Calvary and, and the Spirit of God started speaking to me. How I many of you know you get in the presence of the Lord, the Spirit, you've given God opportunity to speak to you. And, and, it, and he said, what are you doing, son? I said, what do you mean? He said, you're defending yourself to yourself. He said, someone else's father is speaking that about you. Not yours. Okay, praise God. He said, I'm not saying that about you, so get up from there and come out from underneath the shame of those words that have been spoken against you and start rejoicing. And sometimes, you know, people put labels on you, they say something and, and unconsciously you take it into your heart. And I'm telling you, man, I had to get my heart healed because I was living under a spirit of shame. And then he said, for your shame, you'll sh you shall have double. Amen? Now, you know, it's hard to rejoice when, you're, when, you're, when you submit to a spirit of shame. Because all the things they were saying and then sending those letters out, do you understand, in a small podunk city, you know, 5,000 people, that's a big deal. And then, you know, so you have a stigma and, you know, and, and, and you want your name to represent the Lord, right? And, and it was, a, you know, all this other stuff and that, that it made you feel like, you know, that I'm under that and the Lord said, you're not under that. Someone else's father spoke those things over you. I didn't. So what, you know, what just helped me kind of jerk the slack out of me, you know? And, and, and helped me move out from underneath 
that spirit of shame. Somebody needs to get up and move out from underneath the spirit of shame and start rejoicing. Amen? Your father didn't say those things about you. I don't care what they said. What they said, the answer to what they said is you and I rejoicing. Amen? Is that what verse 23 there says? See, here's what I'm saying, guys. You can't get down to verse 38 and it work real good for you if verse 23 is not activated in your life. Are you, are you listening to me? See, as long as it's, it's going to be hard for your heart to be giving the way that God wants you to give, if, if it's all loaded down with shame and guilt and, and all this stuff, and the Lord said, look, I set you free from all that, and, and you need to free other people, that, that, and you, you come out from underneath the labels that they put on you because I'm not speaking that about, who said that about you? I said, who said that about you? Well, get up and get out from underneath that because the Lord didn't say it about you. Amen? Praise God. Then, then you go on down, verse, verse 27 through verse 36 has to do with you and I overcoming evil that's done to us with good, like I talked about this morning, rather than retaliation or getting even, manifesting mercy instead of judgment. Look at verse 27. But I say to you, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other, offer the other also. From him who takes away from uh, your, your cloak, do, do not withhold your tunic all, uh, either. Give to everyone who asks, and, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as, as you want men to do to you, do you also to them. Amen? If you, and in verse, verse 32, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you, if you uh, lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. But love your enemies, verse 35. Do good and land and hope for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you'll be the sons of the Most High. Therefore, verse 36, therefore be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Then it goes into the scriptures that have to do with, 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 um, with giving, which I'm going to get into in just a minute. But now listen, somebody needs to hear this. You've so sometimes when people take from you and maybe you lost something, you know, and you're trying to get it back and, and, and it's not wrong necessarily to go to court and, and represent your family and protect your family and all that. But sometimes, guys, you just need to get to a point where if you've done everything you can to try to, to, try to resolve the situation and it's, it's unresolvable uh, when it comes to finances, you just need to take that thing that's been that loss and take it as a seed and plant it into your future. Are you listening to me? Now, giving has more to do than just with finances. It touches every area of our lives. It has to do with our relationships, our attitudes, and our resources. Amen? And 
you know, it, you, you think about, you think about uh, a key to a door that hasn't been, you know, if you, if you have a key to a, to a door and, and all, the to, all the teeth on the key, you know, aren't, aren't just cut just right, you're not going to open that door, right? Well, verse 37 has to do with the right teeth on the key that will unlock a spirit of giving in your heart, okay? I mean, the context we read is, you know, when people do say bad things about you and you, you, you decide to rejoice, you got to land there, Paul. You got to land in the place of rejoicing, not, not talking about, what, you know, I can't believe they've done all that. And then, and then you find, as I shared this morning, you overcome evil with good. You just, you find those sandpaper people that are tough in your life and you just do good. You, you overcome evil with good. You don't retaliate. You don't try to get even. Um, you know, when it says turn the other cheek, the way I like to, uh, the way the Lord showed me that is that it's not just let them hit you again. It's live from the unwounded side. Amen. <laughs> don't show everybody your wounds. Amen. Just, just live from the side of, you know, of your heart and your life that's not wounded. And don't, 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 don't go around telling everybody about how bad everybody's done you. Amen? Now, now, how many of you want verse 38 to work for you? Okay. And you have to read it in context. What I just read, verse 23, you've got, there's got to be some rejoicing. Then in the, the next pass, part of the passage in verse 27 through 36, there, there, we've, got to, we've got to find grace to overcome evil with good. I know one time this pastor... Uh, was speaking bad about another pastor in, in the same city. And, and they were both on television. And so the, the one, the pastor that was being speaking, spoken badly of, he decided, you know, he's going to just receive an offering. They received an offering, $10,000, and took it over to the other pastor, went over on a Sunday night service. And you know that other pastor never spoke evil about him again? It's amazing how those gifts will, will change people's words. Amen? Hallelujah. Now look at verse 30. Look at verse, uh, look at verse 37 because these verses in verse 37 and 38 detail the various teeth on the key to kingdom living that open our hearts to giving. And they touch the core of everything that has to do with our life, our attitudes, our relationships, our resources. Number one, judge not. Look at verse 37. Judge not. Everybody say judge not. This word means to think, to punish, to sentence, to condemn. It's judging, it's internalizing your judgment toward people. It's, it's you judging, not you're not, not you're not judging what they do. Look, we can judge all things in light of the word. Okay, we can judge what people do in light of the word and, and say that's right or that's wrong. But where we cross the line is when we, when we assume we know why they did it. You never know why they did it, totally. And that's judging. Or when we pass sentence on them, what they deserve because of what they've done. Now I tell you, we all deserve guilty. We all deserve hell. 
but we got heaven. Amen. Amen. And if we can be forgiven, you know, the eternal debt, then we can forgive, you know, a temporal debt. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, we, we just, we, 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 have, we have to keep our heart, guard our hearts from judgment. Judgment, the Bible says in Matthew 7, it says, judge not that you be not judged. Uh, and, and, you know, if you, if, you see a, if you see a speck in your brother's eye, you know, first take the long beam out of your eye, okay? Well, look, guys, how many, is it possible to get a speck in your physical eye? It is. But is it possible to get a log beam in your eye? No. It's not physically possible for a beam to fit in your eye. So he couldn't be talking about the physical eye in Matthew 7. He's talking about your soul. And what is he saying? Judgments, judgments where we're judge assuming why somebody does something and we're passing sentence on them for what they did, okay? They deserve this and they deserve that and whatever. Then what it does is it sets up a log jam in our soul that blocks the life from our spirit. And then it says you cannot see clearly. You, you lose vision. You lose clarity of vision when you yield to this. And it, and it also sets up a smallness, a restriction in your soul so that all the blessings that he wants to flow into your life aren't flowing. And many times I understand you didn't initiate that. Somebody else did something to you or didn't do something for you or whatever. But the bottom line is, guys, I cannot control what people do or don't do. But I can control whether I let a log, whether I let a log jam of, of, of judgment beams build up in my heart and set up a dam, a dam. that stops the life flow from my spirit. Amen? Now see, all this is prior to verse 38. Judge not. And then say, condemn not. Everybody say, condemn not. Judge not, condemn not. Condemn it means to pronounce guilty, to punish or take vengeance, to express in words or carry out by actions the judgment that's in our heart. So here we're carrying it out. Here we're doing things to try to take vengeance. You know what anger, anger and judgment, guys, is unfulfilled revenge. We're trying to fulfill revenge to try to make, get it right, make it even, and everything. I got news for you. God's the judge, and we're not objective enough to make it even. So what, you know what we've got to do? We've got to commit that stuff to the Lord. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, it talks about there was bitter waters, and they came across the bitter waters of Mara. Remember that? And what did they do? They found a tree. And they put the tree in the waters and they turned what? Sweet. You know what the tree is for us? It's a cross. You know what we need to apply to the bitter waters of our soul whenever somebody's done something wrong? We need to apply the cross. In other words, value the cross greater than your loss. And if you're, if you're stuck and you're, you're bitter and you're cynical and you're sour, then you haven't applied the cross. You're valuing your loss greater than the cross. Hey, I don't know about you. They hadn't hung me up on a tree yet as a totally innocent man. How about you? They done that to you yet? 
Okay, so quit your wine bagging. And, and, and if, you're, if you're going to get to this point where you give and, and experience the blessing of giving and receiving, then we've got to make a decision. We're not judging. We're not condemning. And then it says forgive. Everybody say forgive. That means to free, full, free fully, completely free, to re, relieve, release, dismiss, let die, pardon, let go, send away, set at liberty. I forgive them. Now, forgiveness is a kind of a challenging thing uh, because what it is, it's sometimes, Morgan, it's like, it's like a sticky flypaper. You know what I mean? You forgave, but then it's like you get it off one part and all of a sudden a thought comes back. And you remember, you remember what they did. And man, you start getting ticked again. Oh man, I can think right now, if I think for very long about this ministry that I was on the board of and they, um, and you know, God had been speaking to me and dealing with me about he had a new assignment for me and, and my wife and I, you know, felt like it was the Lord. We went to pastor and talked to him about it. Everybody, all, everybody it was all go and, and they, they hired me as their CEO and the president was going to you know, transition that to me within a year, and then I finally, I finally leave. Well, Jesus loves you. 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 Amen. Jesus loves you. Everybody say, Jesus loves you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I tell you, anytime you really start hitting on the Holy Ghost, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the devil starts getting rare, rare in his head. Yeah. Hey, but you know, man. Hey, let's pray for her, Father, in Jesus' name. We bind the enemy off of that conflicted soul, and Father, we pray for peace and and the love of God to minister to her, draw her to your presence and your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I just, I, it, it cracks me up. Man, you get, you get, man, you, <laughs> man, you, you get, you get hitting on the right note, boy, the devil just gets stirred up. He cannot stand a church that's winning souls. I'm telling you, praise God. Amen, man, I'm just, that, that, that's not a problem to me, man. I'm just, that's just a, that's just a praise God. That's just a, hey, that's just an opportunity for us to act on what we've been talking about. We rejoice, Lord. Hallelujah. Man, we rejoice. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> That's awesome, isn't it? <coughs> anyway, so, um, you know, and so I, I got into this and, and, and took over this ministry, and then, and then I actually, after seven months, I gave it, I, I left, I gave, um, um, I released the pa uh, pastorate of, I mean, I, I resigned and stepped down and gave, handed over my pastorate of 24 years to a son in the faith. And then now I'm, I've launched out and seven weeks later I get fired for doing a good job. We never had a crossword, you know. But if I think very long about that, 
I could get, I could get angry. In fact, I could get you angry for me. I had, I had some pastors, they, they were ready to, they're, man, I had some guys ready. They were, I had some sons of thunder. They were going to come, they're going to let them know about, you know, about the way it should really be. But, you know, I just told, I told Janice, of course, we, you know, thank God for pastor, and we came here, and, and he helped us, and, and uh, Andrew, and, and Paul Milligan, and people that we're in relationship with, and, and um, man, you know, but the main thing we determined is, the, you know what, uh, we're not, nobody can control our destiny, and, and we're not going to let ourselves get sour, we're not going to get bitter, but, and so, man, it took about a month, it took about a month to get that forgiveness over on the Lord and totally release where it didn't, I didn't pick it back up because, you know, it's hard not to pick it back up, okay? But here's the thing, guys. Many times what happens, we do forgive, but then, then what happens is our emotions get back involved and we're feeling angry, and, and so then we believe our emotions and then we get an agreement back with our emotions that we didn't forgive and all the time you really did forgive. Are you hearing me? But our emotions and our feelings get, you know, stirred up in us and we come into agreement with them and then what happens? Then we, then we, uh, then we agree or believe that we didn't forgive when all the time initially you did forgive, but the temptation is, the thought will come back that you're going to get, you know, you're, you're tempted to get angry again and, and rehearse it again, but no man, again, guys, you apply the cross to the bitter waters of your soul and you value the cross greater than your loss. And I just made a decision. Nobody can stop me from my destiny and we're not going to live in the land of, of cynicism and bitterness. I don't care what somebody did or didn't do. It's not going to stop me. And, and you can do the same thing. You know why? Because I want verse 38 working for me. So you judge not. Everybody say judge not. Condemn not. Forgive? forgive now, 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 now give. And I'm not saying don't give if you haven't resolved all these things, but I'm saying now, once you've, de once you've dealt with all this in your heart, okay, now you're in a place where your giving flows and you have all this, you have all this overflow happening in your life. Amen? Wow. Man, to, to give means to grant, to yield, it has to do with the palm of the hand being open and not closed-fisted. And it, it really has to do with carrying out forgiveness in action. Now, you, what we want to do, guys, if, we, if you want verse 38 working for you, all I'm sharing tonight is if you want verse 38 working for you, where? Look at it. It's, he said he's going to, uh, verse 38, give and it'll be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men give to your bosom? Man, what we want to do is just we want a, a heart that's open, that's flowing, that's giving, that we're not restricted, we're not we're not condemning people, we're not. I don't have time to mess with all that. I don't have time to rent space in my mind with all that. I can't do it. I can't afford it. And you're going to have opportunities for that to happen, to be offended, you know, to judge to condemn, it's not right what they did. It wasn't right what they did to me, was it? Was that right? No way it wasn't right. But I'm telling you what, Jesus took that 
And uh, man, I'm in a much, we're in a much better place. We're in a much, I said, we're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a much better place, I'm telling you. Decatur, <laughs> Woodland Park, Colorado. Man, I mean, I, man, I'm, God's given me a, ro- a role of dean of education at Karis Bible College. Man, it's just awesome what he's done. But I'm telling you, you get to the point, you get to this point in your life where you experience all these things, uh, where, you, where you receive the good measure. How many of you want the good measure that God has for you? You want the good measure? Okay. The good, good measure is where you don't come up short. You don't barely get by. Pressed down, that, that's, that's, where, that's abundance and anointing. That, when, when you talk about pressed down, he's pressing, you're pressing down the oil uh, you know, out, out of the, that, that, which they're, that which they're doing in the, in their, in the vine presses. Shake, shaking together is making room for more blessing. How many of you know God's got more? And running over, that's really where God wants us. It's about what I talked about this morning. It's really not about us. It's really not about us. Now, there's a lot more I could share in this, but I think you got the picture, right? Okay, if, if we want all of that happening in our lives and flowing in our lives, and it's not about being perfect or, or having a list here, but it's just making sure that we, we guard our hearts from this kind of stuff getting settled in. We cannot afford to allow judgment about, you know, anybody. Are you listening to me about anybody? Listen, man, we, you know, what, it's like Peter, it's like Peter with John. Well, what about, what about this guy? Jesus said, what is that to you? You follow me. And if we're going to see what God has for us in our lives, we have to follow what he has for us. Amen. Praise God. Now, I've got a word. I I ran this by Charlie to make sure I wasn't, uh, I'm not, it's, this is the word God gave to me, so I'll take responsibility for it. But, um, but I, I believe, I believe it's, it, it's a word for Pastor Bob Nichols. But it's also a word for Calvary Cathedral International, and it has to do with giving, with us giving. And, and, and the word is, <clears throat> the word is uh, Acts 10, I mean Acts 20. Turn over to Acts 20 with me. Acts chapter 20. We're talking about giving here, right? Acts chapter 20 and verse um, 28. Acts 20, verse 28. And I was going to give this to Pastor personally, but I really feel like that the body needs to be involved with this. Okay? Therefore, take heed to yourselves. Do you see that? Let's read it together. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his, with his uh, own blood. Now listen, guys. What's the order here? What's first? Put, put the verse back up there, would you? Richard, thank you. What, what's the order? Take heed to yourselves. Here's the word I have for you, Pastor. 
if you're watching. If you're not, I'll share it with you individually, but I want to share it to the church. Um, you have a responsibility to take heed to yourself. If you're, if you're going to go the distance to oversee the flock, and we want you long-term. Amen. Amen. And so what we want to do, I mean, I'm just sharing what God put on my heart. Because, you know, pastor's been through a couple of surgeries, you know, different things, challenges in the home, all kinds of things like that. How many of you know any one of those things could, could weigh you down? And, you know, he loves the flock here. Is there any doubt about that? <laughs> Is there any question about that? But, but he, because of his love for the flock, he feels responsibility sometimes to be here when, when you know, really, he's not taking heed to himself. He's, he's, you know, he's here because he loves you, but look, I want him long term. I want him to go the distance, and I want him healthy. And you know, you know when, you're, when you're 49, you don't heal quite as fast. Are you hearing me? Or maybe one or two more. I mean, you don't, you know, you go through surgeries and things, and, and it's just, you know, pastors been through different, and, and listen, we, we need to, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm asking tonight, guys. I, I'm asking us as a church family, will, will we give pastor permission to take heed to himself? Will we do that? Will, will, can we do that? And, and not feel guilty about when he needs to rest. In fact, I've been encouraging him. He hasn't taken a vacation in a long time. You know, and he has Janet and caretakers there and, and very little privacy. And, you know, uh, he and Joy need to go off somewhere. And, you know, I think we need to give him permission to do that. Amen? Yeah. Whenever he gets healed up and whenever, he, whenever they want to go. And you know what? We're, we're not going to miss a beat here. Are we? No, I, we're not. We're going to give them permission we're going to give him permission, and this is what I'm asking you, your part in this. Okay, I'm, I'm just sharing with this pastor. <laughs> this, this may be my last time to share, but he may, he may tell me. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm just, I'm sharing with, I, I believe it's the Lord's heart that he wants pastor to heal, and you can't force the healing process. And, and it's okay. It's all right for him to, for him to take time and let the Lord touch his body and minister to him. And it's all right for them to take some extended time and, and go away. That we're, gonna, we're not going away. Amen. Amen. We're right here. We're, we're, and, and, we're, and our tithe isn't going away Amen. when pastor isn't here. In fact, my, I just believe that, that the Lord spoke to, spoke to my wife and I that, that um, we're going to double tithe sometimes. And I, and I think... I think we could do that during the summer. That how, or you do whatever God's telling you to do. But I think we could double up sometimes and just just it, what that do is take a big relief off a of pastor, and he and he doesn't have to worry about finances or anything. We're not going anywhere, and our money's not going anywhere when pastors when pastors off. Amen. And and we want him back strong. How many of you want him back strong? 
really, I want my pastor back strong. And you know, he's been through, he's just been through several things. And so we, what we wanted, it's time for us to minister to him and let the Spirit of God minister to him. And that's the way we can, we can give to, to our pastor. Amen. So I, that's, that's what's on my heart. And, and I believe that's on your heart. Amen. So if it is, and you're a member of the church, why don't you, I know we've already been down here, but let's come down together in a concerted effort and just let, and, and as a commitment, you know, we're going we're gonna to give pastor permission to heal and give him permission to take heed to himself, however the Lord leads him to do that. We're not going to tell you, pastor, how you're going to do this. I'm not. I'm not telling him what to do. Okay, but I am sharing this word. And y'all, if you can, come over this way. So if pastor is watching, he can see. All right? And here's the other thing. You know, if he's watching, let's turn around. Okay? And let's, let's let him, let's wave at pastor. Amen? Say, we love you, pastor. And we give you permission to take heed to yourself, receive health, receive strength, receive life, receive rest, and we're committed. We're here, and we're givers. We need you, healthy and strong, and we give you permission to obey God. Take heed to yourself, in Jesus' name. We give that to you, Pastor. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So let's pray, let's pray for Pastor that, that if this is the word of the Lord, we'll, I will find out. <laughs> Pastor will let me know. <laughs> Praise God. Father we, <laughs> Father, we thank you for our pastor. And uh, if this word is from you, Father, then we ask you to give him grace to steward this word. We give him permission as a church body, Father, uh, to cooperate with this and be re rest and ref refreshed and, and even to go on vacation. And Father, we just, we just speak strength to him. Renew his strength like the eagles, Father. And we thank you. He's going the, the, uh, the distance in Jesus' name and with, with health and with strength. Father, he's coming back stronger than ever before. And we, we as a body are strong in Jesus' name. And Lord, we're givers and we give our pastor permission to obey God. And we bless him and release him, Father, to be blessed, to be refreshed, to receive rest and strength. And Father, we thank you. We'll receive the benefit from it, Lord. We will, in Jesus' name. And we won't go lacking here in the church, in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Charlie, I'm, I'm done. Hey, Janice and I love you guys. It's been a privilege to be here and lift lift pastor's arms the last few weeks. We love y'all. Uh, this is our home church. Hey, I want to encourage you. Listen, I really believe 
I really believe God spoke to me about that word, but I also believe that he spoke to me and he spoke to Janice and I, we're doing it. That, that, uh, that there's a, a week that you can double tithe. And you pray about that, okay? During the summer, especially. And then when you do go on vacation, uh, you know, man, leave your check behind. How many of you know the bills still have to be paid? You say, well, that's, you shouldn't just talk about money. Jesus talked about money. Man, if you, if you, we want to bless the house of God, don't we? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Charlie, love you guys. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Awesome word, awesome minute.